Welcome and thanks for listening and subscribing to Behind the Screen. I'm your host, JT Kane, and I am here with my good friend and producer, Matt Corey. And we are here to talk about auditions, specifically orchestra auditions, which take place behind a screen, hence the name, Behind the Screen. And you know, we hope that our discussions and our guests will be a resource and an inspiration for anyone who is currently taking auditions or really just interested in the audition process. I know this one's going to be interesting for our listeners because there was a time in the early part of the 2000s where Billy Hunter was an auditioning machine. And you had like three back to back to back, but I'm sure you'll get to that. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Insight for the Blind, a very special recording studio based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where over 100 volunteers produce talking books and magazines for the blind and physically handicapped so that all may read. See for yourself at insightfortheblind.org. Yeah, thank you to Insight for the Blind. And as, as Matt said, I am here with Billy Hunter, who is the principal trumpet of the Metropolitan Opera Orchestra. Billy, thank you for being here. It's really great uh, that you took the time. It's a pleasure uh, uh, being here. Uh, good, good to see you and, uh, and uh, Matt, and uh, uh, looking forward to this uh, conversation. Yeah, so are we. So, um, you know, let's just get right into it. <laughs> so sure. you you are the principal trumpet of the Met. When did you audition for that? Whew. Okay, now <laughs> I guess that would be 16 minus 20. Yeah, carry the one. Uh, r- 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 yeah, roughly um, about 16 years ago. Wow. It was that long ago. Wow. Yeah, that, that long ago. Penny, and, you look uh, good, man. Thanks. Thanks, man. I'm like, yeah. trying. It's like a... I uh, just had a hip replacement, so, you know. Oh, <laughs> I may have to get one, too. I'm starting to feel it, man. Sitting in these chairs all day, it's taking its toll. Yeah, no, no. It was, uh, like, I guess, uh, you know, Matt introduced. It was the last of my um, uh, audition sweep, I like to call it. Like, uh, there was three auditions that I won in a row, uh, Grant Park, Baltimore, and the last one was uh, the Matt Opera. Yeah. On all for three different positions. So, I think, um, third trumpet in Grant Park second trumpet in Baltimore and then principal trumpet at the Met Opera. Before taking all those auditions, you were at, at New World. That's correct. I was at New World Symphony for three years. Yeah. Um, after my third year, uh, I decided I want to get back to New York City, to see right. if I can freelance and do some other things. Um, and it was like a couple of years after 9-11 had uh, happened. So the work scene there had like completely dried up. Yeah, I was I was wondering about that. Yeah, and it was it was very different than um, what I remember when I was in school there, and uh, I was at school Juilliard, uh, mm-hmm. freelancing, ninety nine to uh, excuse me, um, ninety seven to ninety nine. Okay. It then returned after uh, New World of two thousand three, uh, fall of two thousand three. You spent basically a year just kind of freelancing in New York before. Before taking right. these auditions? Right, so, right. So the first audition that you took after New World was Grant Park? Correct. I, I took yeah. Grant Park first, followed by Baltimore, followed by the Met. Yes, hey, right. so Baltimore Symphony, just kind of randomly, do you know the guy that had the second trumpet part, Langston Fitzgerald? Langston Fitzgerald, yes. In fact, when I won the job, he, he called me up. He goes, 
hey, Billy, this is Langston. Because I'm just curious. It's like, you know, uh, that I heard that you had won this. This I'm not sure if it's true, but if it's true, I'm so happy and I'm so glad that you won that position. And he was really over the moon. You know, you know, his son and I were roommates together in undergrad. Oh, uh, Lang- yeah, the yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, Jimmy, yeah. the violinist, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we went. We we went to the Herod Conservatory. Uh, which is oh, now wow. the yeah Lynn uh, Conservatory of Music at Lynn University. We were the first class that ever started it in the music of 1991. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I knew that his dad was second trumpet. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I keep in touch with him as well. You know, just how's like, he doing? Know, oh, he's doing well. He just bought a house or something. Well, good. I'm glad he's doing well. It's good to hear. So, so you, so look. I mean, I, I am kind of curious though, because Grant Park was for third trumpet. Mm-hmm. You know, Baltimore was for second, uh-huh. and the Met was was principal. Correct. So, how do you how do you prepare differently? What's the difference between an audition for third, an audition for second, audition for principal? Well, so what I did in that situation, uh, at least for the Baltimore and the Grant Park auditions, if you play first, second, third, or fourth trumpet, you know, they're they're always going to ask some standard first trumpet excerpts, like your your standard pictures, Mahler five. Uh, Petrushka, Leonor. And, and then from there, you kind of break off into your second trumpet excerpts and your third trumpet excerpts. And the third trumpet excerpts, you play a lot of first trumpet. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of got both lists and put through everything together. Wait, so you're, you're saying that if you play third trumpet, you'll often be asked to play principal. Correct. Why is that? Yes. Um, you, so usually what happens in a regular orchestra season, let's say you have a program uh, Ravel Piano Concerto first half, and then uh, then the second half, uh, Bruckner seven. So what usually happens? The principal will only play the second half of the show, and usually the concertos are played by the third trumpet. So in third trumpet auditions, uh, like Ravel is quite often actually the concertos that have big trumpet solos that are mm-hmm. usually the first half of programs. And that's usually how you know, principals work in a concert. So the second trumpet player just plays second then? Yeah, they play the whole show. All right. They're the workhorses. Yeah. yeah. And is it because third trumpet is, is so principal's high, second is low, third is high? Kind of like the horn. Yeah. Yeah, okay. how horns are, French horns are set up, you know, like one, three, two, four. Got it. You know, it's like, so it's one and three are kind of high horns, and then two and four are low, so to speak. You would think <laughs> I would know this as a personnel manager. <laughs> but it's not, it's not, I mean, it's, it gets kind of, uh, depending on the section. When I was at Grant Park, we quite often would switch parts. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I've played every part in Grant Park, and my position there was third. Are you still playing with them? No, no, no. I, I since uh, uh, re- resigned for them because I, I, there's a lot of chamber music opportunities that I yeah. wanted to do, okay, like, cool. like South Africa, London, Lake Tahoe, yeah. um, like a bunch of uh, you know Napa, different places that I, you know I wanted to right. kind of explore that that side of, of playing. And I love that orchestra, Grant Park. It's just an absolute joy and pleasure playing yeah. there. I love the section. You know, I have a really good uh, conductor there. It's um, just beautiful, you know, to perform in that space. Pritzker Pavilion, downtown Chicago. It's like a spaceship landed <laughs> by the lake. It's, it's quite quite amazing. Yeah, I was there a couple summers ago, and oh, it's, it yeah. is it is beautiful there. Yeah. So, did you do anything differently in regards to? I mean, auditioning for a summer festival. You prepared a little differently for one than the other. I mean, most of my summer auditions. 
as a professional, the one summer audition that I that I that I auditioned for uh, would be Grant Park. Actually, I take that back. Grant Park, and I guess sort of uh, Spoleto in Charleston is a semi professional. They yeah. hire mostly students. A lot of New Worlders go to go and to a Spoleto. lot of New Worlders. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was one of those New Worlders. But um, you know, as far as like a professional summer gigs, that's the only one that I really auditioned for. Mm-hmm. All the other summer. Uh, engagements that I've played in are like 100% like invite, um, okay. like like Walla Walla Chamber Music Festival, uh-huh. you know. These Walla Walla, music, that's in in Washington, right? In Washington, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, Napa. You you don't audition for those. You know, that's a uh, invited only through networking okay. of uh, of all the musicians contacts that I've gotten in in touch with over the years. Yeah. I'm sure some of them are, are new world contacts. Some of them are for gigging. Oh, yeah. Some of them are from, you know, all these festivals that you've done, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. The music world is like very small. So, yeah. you know, and so they was like, Oh, we need a trumpet player. It's like, Oh, I remember, I remember this one guy, Billy, he was good. You know, he plays at the Met now. Let's get him, you know? And so it's, a- <laughs> I try to tell the new world fellows on a daily basis, you know, your reputation precedes you, you know, wh- how Absolutely. people are going to remember you and how are they going to remember you? Are they going to remember mm-hmm. you as, as someone who's like, Oh yeah, you know what? I remember Billy Hunter. He was awesome. Yeah. He'd be great for this. Yeah. Or they remember you as like, yeah, no, that, you know, yeah. no, that guy oh, just yeah. showed up. He, he was never prepared. <laughs> you know, let's move yeah. on. We'll find someone else. You know, yeah. it's huge. It's networking is so important. It is as important I think as, you know, oh, yeah. as, as, as taking an audition, but and it's, and it's not just like, you know, I mean, some of us like, Oh yeah, we were friends. We hung out, but like, that's part of it too. You should not being like a, like a, uh, a, a bad person to yeah, like, no, you can say it, really, not being a know. dick. Yeah. yeah no, I yeah. mean, it's true. You know, <laughs> I saw him purse's lips to say the D word too. <laughs> I was it's like, wow, he caught it. He caught it. <laughs> like oh, i don't want to get that person because i remember this one incident you know yeah and not and that's not to say people don't change or anything but like you know listen it's like come on let's you know this would be you know so my 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 mantra has always been i always treat people uh with respect and like you know how i want to be treated mm-hmm. fairly and everything and like uh it's like oh so-and-so got invited to this festival i didn't i'm like all right well fine he's great he's great i like me yeah Good we'll for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no. um, there's a definite like way of being like like professional and going about um, how you approach these things. You know, not being underhanded and taking people's gigs. That was like a you know like yeah. like I've, I've had that happen to me in New York. It's just sure. like ah, uh, you know, or or one audition story. This was like really funny. It was a uh, it was for um, like Kennedy Center. One of my many auditions that I took. Uh, I played an awesome audition. I, I felt for a preliminary round and like the proctor looked at me. He was like, wow, I was like, man, that sounds so great as I walked out. Right. And then like, um, they came and made the announcement and nothing happened as I, no one advanced. I'm like, ah, shoot. But by, mm-hmm. the, by that time I, I kind of figured out, you know, my game, sometimes you, you get through, sometimes you don't. Right. And so as I'm going out, like, I see a guy is a trumpet, another trumpet player who auditioned earlier. He was waiting by the door. He said, who advanced in, in this round? And I was like, ah, no one got through. And he was like, oh, okay. Uh, well, here's my card. I advanced earlier and I can teach you how to advance in auditions. Oh no, he didn't. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, 
<laughs> wow. All right. I was like, thanks. You know, and yeah. my, and I just walk, you know, but, but, you know, I, I wish to this day I had kept that card. Cause I, I mean, that would have been the one mean thing I probably would have done call him back up. I was like, look, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, do you remember yeah. who it is? You don't yeah. have to tell me, but do you remember who I, it is? I have no, well, oh, honestly, man, too bad. no earth. I can't even remember the person's face. Because that would it's be like that would be <laughs> ideal. Be like, hey, so what are you doing now? But that's just the but, but example of things you don't do. You know, when you go right. to an audition, or at least my philosophy, when I go to an audition, I'm there to like, you know, win the thing. You know, I'm not there to socialize. I'm not mm-hmm. there to make make friends. You know, I'm not gonna be rude. But I'm going to be I'm like, nice to see you. Hi. Got to concentrate. Do my yeah. thing. Bye. So this is, this is really great because that actually leads me up to something that I've been asking you know, a lot of our guests is like, what's your routine? Do you have a routine that you go through for every audition? Because I think a lot about auditions as kind of, I mean, it's a sport. Right. A lot of players like golfers or, or baseball mm-hmm. players, they have a swing, they have a routine, they wear the same socks or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always curious as far as, you know, musicians, what is your routine? So well, very much like a sport, I would say in the sense that, you know, you, know, you wouldn't see like someone like Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. everyone uses that as an example. It's a good example. Or, or maybe I'll use a more modern, like Steph Curry, like for basketball, you okay. know, or, or someone like um, Rafael Nadal in tennis, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, like, like Tiger Woods. These guys spend hours perfecting their craft, yeah. you know, like, like working out, like Serena, she's like working out, like yeah. trying to fix, you know, like, you know, Tiger Woods in his heyday, he was like, you know, he'd, he'd put like a foot out, boom, 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 in a circle, then two feet out in a circle, put, 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 working on yeah. putting, you know. And then, and then Steph Curry, he, I mean, before every game, He's just like meticulous with like, you know how he's dribbling the ball, making weird shots because he doesn't know what's going to happen yeah. in the heat of battle. You know, or like These a free guys, throw, like somebody yeah, doing a free throw. It's the motion. Right. It's the same yeah. thing. It's the feeling every time. But my point is, is like you know, it's very specific, and they're um, perfecting their craft. Right. Uh, the key word here is preparation. That's how you're going to win the job. Whoever's the most prepared. And whoever has like the biggest, you know, uh, envelope to to represent to the committee is going to win that job. So many times you have so many talented people there, but there's oh, I'm talented. I don't need to play. You know, Debussy, mm-hmm. I got that. You know, that's like my that's like my thing. You know, but like you have another person who's like, well, you know, I'm just going to do the work. Boom, 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 boom. That work pays off and it adds up. You know, so my routine, you know, a um, couple weeks out. You know, I have the list. Like I yeah. mentioned before, I had just make, combined all the lists. And I went through every excerpt slowly. Like, even the ones that I've played before. But, but, but and then eventually that went into a pile of, like, good, okay, needs work. Okay. You know, uh, just And then slowly working out each of these um, excerpts. And when I work on excerpts, I have a metronome and I have a tuner. And uh, the, the most important thing, I have a recorder, mm-hmm. like some type of recording device where I'm like recording my whole entire session. At some point uh, at the end of my practice session, I'll do like a run through of something, whether it's like picking through excerpts, picking seven excerpts, or like just like running the list down. Yeah. And I'll record it. And then my process is like, let's go away. I'm done for today, blah, blah, blah. Go out. Happy hour. Yay. Woohoo. <laughs> you know, I'm on my way back home, like riding the subway or something, let's say. I put my, my, my earphones in and I listen 
to the recording that I had made like the previous day. All right. So it's like kind of like coffee beans and you're not listening like fresh, fresh, fresh. Right. And then the closer to, you know, the audition date, you know, you know, and I'm, I'm really meticulous with the, you know, the, the intonation and the, and the metronome with the time, boom, boom, boom. Like it's always going like, like click, 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 click yeah. until like the closer you get to the audition, I'll eventually take the metronome away. Then I'll practice playing in front of people. We, of course, without a metronome and everything, recording the, these sessions, like mock auditions. So I'm practicing these mock auditions and listening to them on a different day, mm. yada, yada, yada. And like the closer I get to the audition day, the more I'm like, all right, let's just play music. I've already done the work. I've already done the preparation. Let's make some music, you know, the icing on the cake. Yeah. And so, and that was my audition. So that's your, that's your kind of down and dirty kind of routine to. Yeah. And there's, I mean, I I mean, there's more specific stuff. Sure. Yeah. I'll give you an example. So something like uh, Petrushka. Like I would start it out, you know, doing the tempo, like half tempo. Like, so that's, if that's the tempo, I would turn that into the eighth note and then play it slow on one note, the rhythm. Just just practicing one layer, rhythm, mm-hmm. right? And then after that, I would do um, dynamics, then rhythm and dynamics, then add the pitches, you know, mm-hmm. with the intonation, you know, and then add all those together. So it's, it takes forever. Yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> I mean, exactly. So my my thing is, I, I hear everybody just, there's there's not enough time. I can't do it. I mean, you're you're at New World taking auditions. You're at you're freelancing in 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 New York. You had a full day as well. Mm-hmm. So how do you fit all this in in a day? Well, I mean, you have to start. I mean, early, right? <laughs> so uh, you know, I mean, and I, what I mean, start early. I mean, like if if your auditions in February, you know, and you get the list in December. I'm starting in December, right? Mm-hmm. What I've quite often hear and see is like people will get the list and they'll start. You know, January. I'm like, what know. are you doing? But, what, yeah, what are you doing you know, for that for that month? Right, it, or like just practicing the wrong things, just practicing only one or two things that are you know, and not checking up on everything. Do you play an excerpt typically? Like when you're when you're first starting, it, are you running anything, or are you just breaking it down? I'm usually breaking it down. Although you know, I'm saying all this stuff for my mad audition was different. Because I had already felt pretty comfortable, I'm like, ah, I got like, I already got two two positions. I'm like, yeah. I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna take this one. And so I really didn't. My preparation for that was a little different. I just did listening, oh. and which is what I did with the others as well. I constantly listening to music. But with that mad audition, you know, it's a, it was the list was so huge, and so long. You know, I would just listen to operas, yeah, and like just to, just to get the style, you know. And well, I, yeah. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it was one of the looses I've I've played in an audition. That's fascinating. Like, so I mean, I, I yeah, because yeah, I always ask people too, like, what's the difference? Like, what is it about the Met? How do you prepare for the Met? You know, for an opera orchestra versus a, a you know a regular mm-hmm. orchestra. You know, and and it has to be that listening, right? Yeah, I think that's the biggest key because, like, um, I mean, you have to have your you know time, rhythm, and and all that stuff. But, you know, when opera musicians listen, it's like a little different. They can tell if you've listened to the, the piece and like, mm-hmm. um, and you know where the, the holes and stuff are, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, at, at Grant Park, a lot of the musicians there played in the Chicago Lyric. 
during the year, and in the mm-hmm. summer they would play in Grant Park. And uh, and one of them was uh, my section mate, uh, Channing Philbrick. He was a he was a member of the Chicago Lyric, and quite often he would lead to me. We're playing like I don't know Beethoven Five or something, and he'd he'd say, you know what? It's like he goes, this is all this is great music, but you know when did the singers get here? You know. <laughs> And I would talk to him. It's like you know what? It's, it's, it's kind of strange. Every time I come back in the summers, it, to, I mean, when I was playing Matt and Grant Park, I would go into Grant Park, and it's like wow, everything just feels so square, you know. <laughs> and that's like the biggest thing with like you know the opera thing. It's like so loose because you're working with singers. Did you listen to a lot of Met recordings when you were preparing? Oh yeah, um, and for and for me, I had always you know my my love of like opera kind of started like. All the way in high school, yeah. Uh, my my Latin teacher introduced opera to me, and I kind of like loved it, fell in yeah. love with it then, you know. And uh, and so I kind of knew some of these operas, uh, like a, a ahead of time. You mentioned that you you went to Juilliard, mm-hmm. but um, I heard that you also you weren't really interested in being an orchestra musician. No, when I when I went into to Juilliard, I, I I well before that, you know, when I was in my undergraduate. You know, I heard all these great recordings of Winton. You oh, know, it's yeah. like, oh man, I want to be like Winton. You know, and so you know, my, my big thing is like, man, I want to be a soloist. Uh-huh. So I did a recital every semester in my undergraduate, just to learn repertoire and to try to get like, um, like some stuff going. And then uh, you know, I did a couple competitions, solo competitions, and wanted to go that route. Mm-hmm. So when I got to Juilliard, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know, yeah, it's like. Everyone's like orchestra, orchestra, I'm like, yeah. you know, and I and my my buddy Dave Gordon, he's who's principal out in Seattle. He's like, it's like, dude, dude, listen, listen, dude, you got to go for an orchestral job because you have like um, health insurance and like, uh, <laughs> and you have uh, job security, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Oh um, <laughs> And you know, and he was you know, he was absolutely right. You know, I mean, aside from a pandemic, you know. Well, you know, but, little things like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I was like, wow, okay. And so there was that point, like my second year at Juilliard, I started getting interested in taking auditions. You know, and I had played in orchestra uh, minimally, like in high school, and like mm-hmm. a little bit at UT Austin, um, which is mostly like a band program. Like when I was down there, the yeah. band was like really strong. They had a great orchestra too, but you know, but the band program was like yeah. phenomenal. And then Texas, that's like kind of like have great brass players coming from Texas because that's like the marching band tradition, all that stuff. Right. I heard you say uh, in, in one of the other interviews I actually mm-hmm. listened to, you were saying that you listened to a lot of gospel. Yep. When you were growing up, and yeah. so I'm curious, like that. I think to me, you know, you have a different just because of of the influences you had growing up, you have a different way of, of listening to things where some orchestra, right. you know, musicians are strictly, only, Oh, I'm only going to listen to orchestra. I'm only going to listen to, right. you know, Cleveland or whatever it is. But you know, you've got to expand your horizons when you, when you're a musician, you've got to listen to it all. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, for me, you know, I, I grew up, you know, this is kind of a funny story to give you an idea. So my, uh, like in my, like, I grew up on East Austin, you know, which was like um, the predominantly black part of town, right? So my my parents were divorced. My mom, you know, she was working a job and she had three kids. And so she would send us to this babysitter, Miss Ann, you know, kind of tall, big, you know, uh, light-skinned black lady. She would always have her hair, like half of it would be in an afro and a half would be kind of braided. 
with a pink, with a pink pit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and she only wore moo-moos, right? Like, uh, like remember, like Mrs. Roper used to Yeah, yeah, like, man. Those... <laughs> I've got a couple moo-moos. Yeah. Don't tell anyone, but. <laughs> yeah, so, so she, you know, she, you know, she had a cigarette, you know, she's like, she's like come on, babies, you know, come on in. <laughs> so what, the way she, ba- she was great. I loved her. But the way she babysat, she, we'd go in and she turned the TV on. And so during that time, uh, MTV was like. Yeah, babysitting in the 80s. Yeah. And so I, I, all, all we did was just watch MTV all day. So nice. all those. So that's my, I would tell you, that's my <laughs> earliest music education. And then on Sundays, we go to like church and like you know, all the gospel, yeah. you know, famous like Reverend James Cleveland. You know, Aretha Franklin, all those famous like yeah. uh, gospel tunes, seventies. And James Cleveland was responsible for mixing like uh, I guess jazz techniques in with gospel. He's kind of like the modern like father of uh, like gospel music. You know, r- yeah, really. Yeah. But that was my like early, early, early music. And then later that that trans. You know, went when I was in band, I would play band music. And and then later, you know, got into Maynard Ferguson, and so mm-hmm. I would do like you know, listen band music and jazz. And my first like classical classical like with orchestra uh, experience was my Latin teacher in high school. He you know he had heard I made the all state band, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, have you heard this?" And he gives me this tape of like you know like Mahler five. I'm like, "What is that? I've never heard of that." Who's you know? this yeah. Mahler guy? Yeah, and but he introduced me. It was that uh, you know, Bach. Air on a G string and, and like Debussy Prelude to the Afternoon of the Fun. Those are my three, well, my first pieces, you know. And this guy, I would go over to his house and he introduced opera to me. And so I, I remember going to his house and we listened to Electra Parsifal. Wow. And, and like, that's and heavy. Of, that's some heavy stuff for, yeah, for a high I, schooler. I was really into like the fantasy stuff. Okay. And like reading like, uh, like, uh, um, tragedies, like Greek tragedies and, mm-hmm getting off the subject but no like, no you know, no this is awesome really, this is great really really re- reading like shakespearean li- literature that kind of style where you have like the greek chorus right. and the and, and reading this and then like there were music pieces related to these you know i'm mm-hmm. like whoa you know and so i had a you know, vivid imagination and then like a um what was that movie with the, the about king arthur excalibur yeah at the end of excalibur they, they had you know the twilight of the gods plan and so <laughs> and and so I, was, I love this movie because we were talking about King Arthur and and he was like oh here listen to this and I was like oh! <laughs> and he played Goddard Emmerich and I was like this is oh, incredible yeah you know? and and so and so I, I you know for me I was just like constantly and then when I got to college I would back when Tower Records was a thing you know I'd walk from the music building to Tower Records down on the drag yeah. and like uh, go in I'd buy one classical CD and one jazz CD. And then <laughs> a couple yeah. others like you know, uh, rap, pop, kind of, you know. So yeah, I mean, sure. I, I always, I've always listened to as yeah. different things, you know. And I encourage all my students to like listen. Just don't set yourself into one pigeonhole or one thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, and then I tell them quite often, you know, like when '93, um, mm-hmm. I, I played in the Disney All American College Band. We mostly did. Uh, jazz tunes and danced and like uh, my experience there you know i you know met great colleagues mm-hmm. uh, that were still friends but uh, but i also learned like how to play different styles from listening to these other guys play and many years later doing this like uh 
concert in South Africa. We were doing Gershwin Piano Concerto, and like a, you know, I wanted to try something different. I was like, all right, let's do this. People turned around and said, we never heard it that way before. You know, <laughs> it's like, well, I'm playing it like how probably someone in Gershwin's time who was yeah. like a jet would play it, you know? And so the way I played it at that concert, if you played it like that on an audition, it would be unacceptable. Yeah. So <laughs> let's, I mean, let's get back because I'm, I am curious if, so, um, the Met is, is all behind a screen, right? Correct. All, the, all rounds? All rounds. It, it was, so you were invited to Grant Park, but, um, Baltimore, was that all behind the screen? No, Baltimore was not all behind us. The, the last round, was uh, unscreened. It was all until the the super final round. Uh-huh. It was myself and like one or two other people. I think two other people. Okay. But the Baltimore audition that was like after my my meditation experience, you know, and like a mm-hmm. there was no way that that I felt like any type of like a attachment to the whole audition thing because of the preparation I had done. Uh, musically, but the preparation I had done mentally with my meditation. And I think that's why I was successful one, two, three in a row. Mm-hmm. But it was through this meditation. Cause yeah, because you're big into meditation. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. It, it's, it's, what, it's what put me over the hump. Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts on, on screen, no screen, screen coming out and down in the finals? My honest opinion, especially this day and age, and, and with the information that I know and like my experiences – I think it's super important to to have the screen all the way up, all the way through. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The Met does that, and like compared to other orchestras around the, the country, it looks more diverse. Yeah. You know, because it's more fair. Like, as you know, we might not think it, but like we we do, once we use our, the eyes are into the equation, we mm-hmm. use that uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, use our eyes. For listening. Well, it's the implicit bias that just, yeah. it's just everyone has it. It's just yeah. literally everyone has it. So yeah, yeah, when, when you're, when your eyes come into it, yeah, then, you know, whether you, whether you agree or think you have it or not, it's there. And especially for like, you know, uh, you know, people of color, you know, it's yeah. like, um, there's so much history of a conditioning of how we're supposed to react right. to people of color in this country to the point it's, um, damaging and i i think and so having that screen up all the way through it just eliminates that factor it's yeah. like exactly i mean it should be it should be an audition should be about your sound how you play how you play we're in the, the business of making sound not how how right. we're looking you know <laughs> so but i did want to say real quick i mean there is then after the audition and with the met behind the screen for the entire, but then there's the tenure process. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is in its in of itself flawed. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's flawed because, like, I would say, you know, you know, being a member of like uh, for many years of like like two different orchestras and seeing how everything works, almost all, all of the time, very rarely, it's because of how a person plays. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's it's always a political like musicians you know having their own agenda yeah with people like getting to and i've seen it happen time and time again i hear people tell these stories i'm like oh i've heard that before yeah. same rhetoric same you know it's like like come on that's like you know but how do you fix that you know how do we fix this process that's a great question and it's something that you know 
we're talking about, you know, with the, the National Alliance for Audition Support that I'm, you know, fortunate right. enough to be a part of and with these audition intensives and, and all these kind of things, we're, we're, we're having these discussions. So you should be in on those discussions yeah. with us. Oh, um, no, I, I would be more than happy. I mean, because I can't tell you how many times I've heard it's like, oh, I don't want to, you know. I don't want a girl trumpet player or something like that or something completely. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. You, you, whoa. Like, really? It's like, and I mean, just playing like different gigs and yeah. it's like, I can't believe you just like someone just said that. You, you yeah. Know? You just said but that it, out loud. It, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really all over the, the, the classical, the yeah. music world. And, and it's, it's time to like start addressing like these issues. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. What's the tenure process like at the Met? Is it a two-year process? Is, do you get do you get feedback during those? Now it's like different at, because we have a new music director. Uh, when um, when Jimmy was there, it was a little everything was a little vague. Mm-hmm. Like there was like very little communication between like the, the committee wasn't. It was this big gray area of like is committee involved? Is it the music director? I guess and like uh, for me, like I know I, I got very little like feedback yeah. and i'm like what's going on i need to hear something so you, you know? didn't hear from anybody you're in, in in what is well, it two I, years I, yeah two years and and i for me i had a a 10-year extension you had a 10-year extension what extension is, what does extension. that mean so the normal process i guess for tenure was two years i had to do three-year tenure process did they tell you why um it was very vague why i had to do a a, a, a <laughs> Basically, for me, I had to do a, a, a play a whole private audition for for Maestro uh, Levine, uh, and I I went down the orchestra rehearsal room, bought all my trumpets, and played like every excerpt for like two three hours, and then I was granted tenure after. Holy shit! So I had a very had a very contentious uh, tenure process. Yeah. And this is what we're like talking about. It's like, wait a minute, you know, so I, you know, I, I, I get in, and win the job, you know, and so, uh, but it's it's now since then, I think because of my my situation is changed, and so now, okay, good. Now now there's like a you know committee. There's like um, more transparency between the 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 music director, the yeah. um, the committee, and the players. Yeah, that's great. I mean, at least something yeah. came in, and it sucks that that but, actually had to be. But I'm surprised that there wasn't that already. Yeah, in, me too. In the CBA. I mean, me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you were surprised more than any of us. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, and but it was a very different, you know. But you know, my my tenure process at Grant Park was completely different. You know, in Grant Park, it was like it's like, like yeah, we, I grant, I got granted early tenure. Like in my like honest opinion, I think it's depending on like the weather of the situation, you know, what's happening in the orchestra, but mo- but mainly, mainly, mainly politics mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Po- well, p- politics and like, uh, and and I only mention this because like uh, I was recently talking to another colleague of mine who had a horrible tenure process, you know, and like then a couple other people, and they were all black people. You know, so this yeah. is I this is the, the kind about. of yeah, yeah. The yeah. You know, these things we're trying to like. It's like, well, wait a minute. And these are the things. <laughs> yeah, then these are the things we're trying we to fix. To, so, you know, we have, we have some sort of a stuff. process. I mean, first of all, transparency should be, 
you know, you should have quarterly feedback from your colleagues so that Absolutely. you have, you know what it is that you need to fix in order to stay. I mean, just that, that alone should be across the board. Across know, the board. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, really yeah. glad to hear that it's not just a music director in a room anymore and it's a committee because I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. That's like after three years of playing in the orchestra, then you got to go run down your list for the music director. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on. So yeah, the screen is great. And it's not something that I actually considered was how the tenure process kind of undermines everything that you gain by auditioning behind the screen. Mm -hmm. Now, especially if you're not getting feedback over the years, if you're not being looped into any concerns, what do you have to go on? And now people can just take your entire livelihood away from you right. without any reason. Right. Other than perhaps a bias, perhaps overt racism. Yeah. I mean, there needs to be something written inside mm -hmm. these orchestra's contracts, yep. you know, and it's, and it's even gets even more complicated with, uh, you know, like festivals that that don't have like uh, unionized contracts and yeah, and they're like they're that. just like, like one year. I mean, it was Grant yeah. Park was was that a, a no? But Grant Park's you, no Grant Park's unionized. Yeah, okay, yeah. Right, right. But uh, I mean, I'm but something like Aspen or something like that. It's a year to year contract. Yeah, you know, it's like why don't you see like certain types of you know players coming out like to Aspen or to like um, you know some of these other festivals. Mm -hmm. Nothing against Aspen. I was just. Yeah, no, I brought it up. But uh, I mean, a lot of these festivals, you know, you know, once again, it's like, well, why don't you bring out this person, you know, or or this person, and it's like, uh, it's like, well, you know, it's that that whole un untalked about, unseen thing where it's like, well, we there's not a lot of you know people of color there because like we don't think they're qualified enough for yeah. it, you know, yeah. and it's a whole, you know, and there's and like, how do you how do you just how do you make bridge that gap you know well, right. I mean, we how, do you, of, how do you fix systemic racism you know over hundreds yeah. and hundreds of years of people I mean, we have are, a lot of work to do yeah you know? yeah you know you and i've talked about this and, and i'm glad we're talking about it now it's so important to keep this conversation going and i do feel that what's happening now this you know this uprising now is to something that is really going to it's not just going to fizzle away you know, yes. because we're going to keep talking about it because we're going to keep going and right. we're, we're going to try and make these changes. I think it's going to be in a, in a positive direction. And I, for one, am like, you know, going to like, you know, start like speaking out more to like yeah. try to like fix like the, the issues that, you know, that we have, you know, I'm just one voice, but you know, um, I mean, but we, it starts with one, right? Yeah. It starts, it starts with one, you know, but you know, we have we've talked to my other uh, colleagues and like, I mean, there's, there is like um, you know heads getting together thinking mm -hmm. uh, of a plan you know and like and doing this stuff you know there's going to be times where we're we're going to fail right you know but you know we have to at least try you know and this you know we'll yeah. through trying trial and error we're going to discover something that's going to be successful and this is not to like take away from you know you know, other people, you know, it was just like, you know, we're just asking for like a fair shot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like equal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, Billy, I think I, I could probably talk to you, God, for a couple more hours about yeah, all of no, this. No, I got stuff. a lot of stuff to talk about. That's great. So, <laughs> so you can come back. We'll have you back again. Cause well, I know you're, I know you're busy, but no, no, that's all before good, we, we wrap this up, um, what I just kind of want to, you know, what kind of advice you have for those, those people, you know, up and coming, taking auditions, all that stuff. 
uh, kind of like what I said before, you know, it's like the, the you know, talent is only going to take you so far, you know. It's all about the hard work and the preparation. There's no, my, my teacher, Ray, Ray Mace, was like, you want to know this, the, the, the secret to great trumpet playing? He goes, there is no secret, you know. The, the secret is like hard work, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to put in hard work, you know, and that work is what's going to get you to the other side, you know, that when I say that concerning auditions, your preparation, yeah, like how meticulous to details you are, you know, listening, recording yourself, things like that. Billy, do you think you'll take another audition, or are you uh, happy to be in your nice tenured chair forever? Uh, don't worry, they, just between us, nobody's listening. Yeah, yeah no, one, no one's listening. <laughs> no, yet. I don't. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I think I'm pretty, pretty, pretty much like I, I got other stuff that I want to do. Like, um, like I have other, you know, things that you know, on my plate that I want to start up. You're teaching so, like, now, right? Yeah. So I just got got I got a position professorship at the university of texas at austin my alma mater nice yeah and so you know i'll you know start uh teaching there in the fall that's awesome yeah, awesome. yeah congrats so, yeah. yeah congratulations that's... yeah 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 and like the, there's a you know, couple projects that i have in, in mind like for, for for that school you know what i you know what i would like to see mm-hmm. you know you know one big one that's like kind of um looming it's like that that school i went to school on an um, African-American scholarship, I think was the name of it. And uh, without that scholarship, I more than likely wouldn't have been able to, yeah. to, to maintain enough money to, to work my way through school. But it, so it helped me get through school and like get to Juilliard and get to where I am today. And so, you know, since then that scholarship has been eliminated because of the, hmm. um, the Supreme Court case, Hotwood versus the University of Texas. About a, a lost four uh, uh, white law students sued the the law school for uh, admitting a person of color who had lower test scores than what they did, and the Supreme Court upheld uh, Hopwood's decision. And so, since then, there's no more scholarships that are attached to race, sex, ethnicity, yada 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 yada. Mm-hmm. And it's like a shame because like so, and I, I I look at that and I was like, man, how many um, promising people have they turned away? Yeah, you know, yeah, with that, for sure. You know, the that university, you know, um, by you know by by doing well, that. But uh, I mean, that's like a long battle. So yeah, but this <laughs> is this is kind of what brings us back to the point of a teacher can change so much. Right, you're gonna have that opportunity to right. change people's lives. Right, right, right. You right. know, and so I mean, I don't know. I think that's. Um, important it's the most important Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so all right billy man listen again thank you so much for for taking the time to talk to us oh yeah absolutely thank you it's been a pleasure we'll we'll reach out again we'll definitely want to have you back on and continue this conversation sure sure we get we get to some some specific trumpet talk next time there we go all right (laughs) right we could talk viola Ah, no No? All right, shit. All right, man. Actually, you know, you, you know, a lot of famous trumpet solos used to be violas, like uh, like Herbert L. Smart, Her- 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 Clark, and like a really, yeah, Herbert L. Clark and uh, um, uh, JBM. They both played viola in the, in the orchestra before they moved on to play, you know, trumpet. <laughs> I played trumpet in middle school, but you know, thanks a lot, Billy. Thanks, and, Billy, and thanks for joining us on Behind the Screen. 